Welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast, a place where we talk about the power of love and its creative expression in our lives. We talk about all things related to growth, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Hello, and welcome to episode 72, Falling in Love with Your Faith. Alyssa Luttrell Bradley is a storyteller, introverted public speaker, and dedicated vessel of God with the growing gift of prophecy. With her podcast, No Water Added, she creates a loving and accountable space while promoting self-love, holistic growth and development, and being your authentic self. She has an audience that reaches believers and non-believers, but always incorporates the word of God and works directly with God in all that she does. In today's episode, Alyssa and I talk about faith and what it looks like to build a deeper connection to yourself and to God. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today, I have a beautiful guest, Alyssa. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you. We always start at the podcast talking about what your love your love story is like when did you fall in love with yourself i know love, falling in love with yourself is a journey it's you know it's always in a process of growth and transformation and i'd love to hear your process around it and how you have taken that journey into the work that you do in the world yeah so really 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 good question and i'll have to say that my self-love journey really began when i started to take my relationship with god seriously Uh, When I started to understand that despite my flaws and all, all of my mistakes that I have made, and I made plenty, that God still loved me and would forgive me unconditionally. And understanding that God thought of me and you as well, who's watching and tuning into this as precious and wonderfully made. And um, due to some life experience that allowed me to ignore, you know, some of the surroundings and just lock into how he viewed me and that's how um, he became, you know, the anchor and the compass for how I view love and treat myself. So once I had that foundation, I began to consume things differently. Um, when it comes to like eating, I began to surround myself with different people. Um, I began to date differently or not at all. Like right now I'm not dating. <laughs> it's been like a full year at least. I haven't been dating, um, you know, and just pour into myself, you know, more intentionally and take care of my mind, body, and spirit. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for bringing that relationship with God up. I think, mm-hmm. you know, it can trigger some people because if people are religious, they think about God in a certain way, like the white man in the sky right. kind of vibe. Other people are more spiritual. And so I'd love to get your um, understanding, like how would you interpret God for yourself? Really great question. And I definitely would agree. I believe in relationship with God, um, first and foremost, and that's how I fell in love with God. It wasn't because I was strict on rituals and strict on rules. That's not how I fell in love with God um, or understood who I was made by, you know what I mean, and what I was made to do. So I will always be a relationship over religion person. And I'm not saying that religion doesn't matter. So let me just just in case um, I do want to clarify and clear that up. It's not that religion is not important. It's just that I've seen 
many, many people be so focused and locked in on memorizing scripture and memorizing routine that they're not tapped into God or the Holy Spirit, whatever you, whatever you choose to call it, say the Holy Spirit. Um, and when you, when you don't have that, I feel like, I feel like you're missing a huge piece, a huge, me a, a huge piece of being present, a huge piece of being discerning, a huge piece of doing what God individually needs you to be doing in this world. Yeah, I love that because I think, you know, where like I grew up in a religious household mm -hmm. and I went to Catholic school. So there was all this conversation about God almost being an entity outside of yourself. Mm. And as I've gotten older, I've developed this mindset and feeling of God is within me. Like I yes. have a relationship with God. Like I can connect to God directly. I don't need anybody in between. Mm -hmm. to make that connection happen. It's not someone outside of myself. It's mm -hmm. something inside of myself. But that took a, a mind shift and wanting to understand God in a different way. Did you have mm -hmm. a, a catalyst or did something happen in your life where you were just like, whoa, like I want to, I want to, I want to be in relationship with God in a different way? Um, I would say I just got tired of how I was feeling and living my life. And I had like a, a family friend prophet, I still do. And I just know from conversation over and over. Um, so if anybody who doesn't know, a prophet is someone who receives messages from God and delivers them. And she had shared with me and others, you know, there's going to be a certain point where you need to build on your relationship with God. You need to understand how you hear from God and not depend on people because people sometimes, you know, you were unreliable at times. We go through our own things at times. So between me going through my own stuff and being tired of living a certain way and then being advised from pretty much wise counsel that you need to develop your own relationship because you can't rely on just me. You can, I mean, it's the same thing I, I believe too in the church. The pastors and the people in the church go through things too. So it's like, you gotta make sure you're sharp on your stuff while still having a community of people, so. Yeah, it's always important to like have that perspective that, you know, th the community's there and people are there to support you. But ultimately, mm -hmm. your relationship to God is a personal relationship. Mm -hmm. And, I, and mm -hmm. it's also powerful because no one can take it away from you. It's yep. yours. Yep. You, know, you, you grow it, you develop it. And um, it's important. Yep. So another question I have about conversations with God, because, you know, we all communicate with God differently. Mm -hmm. And for some people, they have like, audit they can hear, they can see, like, how does your messaging manifest? I hear from God in a few ways. First of all, I understood that I have to very early, early, early in the morning, start my day with God, um, not, you know, focusing on man and other things. So I start by praying to God and I'll just pray for quite a long time. I wake up very early now because I know sometimes it could take a while for me to get into a certain place to just hear things. So I start by praying and you mentioned something too. There's like a mind shift. There's a, you have to open yourself up to receive. So I always start with saying to God, like I'm open and I'm ready to receive. So that's one part of it. I pray and then I just, I stop. And then God starts, it's going to sound really weird, but like God will start downloading either visions in my head or like start speaking through my tongue. So it might start with me saying, God, you know, thank you so much for this day. Uh, I, I want to be used in the way that you want me to be used. It'll, it, I'll just be talking. And then 
he'll start talking through me. That I, now, I recognize that's different for everybody. The other way that God talks to me is internally. I think some people think that it's just your gut, it's your intuition. And I've now understood when it's the Holy Spirit. It's like, oh, it's like something that is like a pot boiling over and you just have to get something out or you have to stop surrounding yourself with someone because something just doesn't feel off. That's spirit to spirit. So mine is through visions, God literally talking to and through me, and then the last one inside my body. Nice. It's, you know, it's great that you share that because I feel like everyone has different ways of communicating. Like yeah. that um, book, have you ever read that book, Conversations with God? Yes. How he was writing and God came yes. through him through his writing. Writing, that's another one too. I don't write as much as I know I need to. But if I stop and I'm writing... Like, again, it'll start with about myself. I'm journaling about myself. And then the pen just changes. Mm -hmm. So, but for somebody listening, if you've never done it before and you think it's just going to happen overnight, it doesn't always happen overnight. Because I, I want to be clear on that because I, I didn't understand that God spoke in different ways. Nobody really like shared that or shared the ways. So that's another thing I would love to share with people is I thought there was going to be this like you said, this big white Jesus man from the cloud saying, <laughs> hello, Alyssa. Like, yeah. that's not how it goes, you know. So I wish I would have known that because I think I had tried to start before and then I didn't recognize, oh, this could be God. Let me practice a little more spending time with him and in different places and settings and see if, if this is God. It took some practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it also takes faith and trust. <laughs> yes. Right. Because. I feel like everyone hears messages from their higher spirit, yes. God, and any, um, b you know, people, benevolent beings that are here to support us, right? But mm -hmm. if you're not trusting, you're like, oh, no, that just sounds crazy or absolutely whatever, whatever, you start doubting it, then that makes it really difficult to really mm -hmm. tune into those words. And I think it's important to have certain levels of silence. Yes. Being quiet. Yes. And letting letting the mind <laughs> stop running around for a bit. Yeah. Which is challenging. It's not always easy. So practice, practice, practice. Mm-hmm. So I love that you are um helping people get married. That's so what made you <laughs> want to do that? That's a good question. Actually, so I had a friend for the first wedding, they needed somebody to marry them. And um they said, you're like one of the most spiritually godly people we know. And I was like, really? I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> sure, I'll do it. And her, the, her husband actually had married like so many people. He was like, all you have to do is do this, this, and that. And you, you know, you can get your, you know, certification and stuff like that to do it. I was like, are you sure? He's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And it was like a quick, easy process. Um, and then that's how it started. But prior to him asking, I always loved um, weddings. Um, I, I feel like I can feel spirits very, very like heavily and clearly. Um, for those who are empaths, you, you know, that feeling because I'm an empath, I'm spiritually sensitive a lot of times. So I always loved being at, I'm gonna be honest, I'm going to say certain weddings because there are certain other spirits that you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going right. to sit here and say I've sat in every wedding and it felt a certain way. But I knew that the person who was like the officiant, pastor or not, like they really, a, a lot of the wedding was kind of in their control as well. And I felt like I, I would be great to lead um, spiritually 
in in wedding people. Like I, I felt like that was a marrying people. Like I felt like that was a really good gift for me. So nice. I mean, also- I weddings can be um, interesting. They can be amazingly magical and spiritual and romantic. And then other mm-hmm. times they can just kind of be like, oh, okay. People are getting married. All right. You know, depending on the love and the and the union. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, it's a, it could be such a spiritual union. And I, I love weddings when they're like, when they feel right. You know, you definitely That's exactly like, oh, there's something here. There is yeah. something in the air that are bringing these souls together mm-hmm. for however long they're meant to be together. But mm-hmm. all that love and community, I think it's all about the rituals. Yeah. Like creating rituals. And I think when we do rituals a certain amount of times, it really becomes powerful, which mm-hmm. is why churches feel so powerful because there's so many people that are praying there, right? All this yeah. energy is going into this space. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something to be said about having these like spiritually divined um, situations. Yes. Are you married? Oh, no, you said you're not dating. I, <laughs> I know, right? I am not. I am not married as of right now. Okay. I had to add that as of right now. <laughs> <laughs> so your intention is to get married at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I know dating is always one of these things that is so painful for people, like finding your partner, mm. your, you know, and I feel like conversations with God or having a connection to God helps. Mm-hmm. Do you find that communicating with God and creating that relationship has helped ease the pain around looking for your person? Absolutely. Um, But I will say, again, I wish I would have known this as I was going through and building my relationship with God. I had a lot of like painful, lonely nights where God did not want me to reach out to certain people, didn't want me to fill any voids or distract myself from just feeling my presence with him and being okay with that and understanding how I can get deeper with him to receive the peace to be by myself. So it was like there was a process in that. But I also felt as as painful or sad or lonely or whatever as it felt, it felt right. It felt like I wasn't doing the wrong things. Mm -hmm. So again, like I mentioned before, I I just got tired of a certain, you know, tired of dating certain people and and no disrespect to any of those guys. I just knew that I was dating because I was filling certain voids that I knew God needed to come in. Yes, exactly. So the relationship with God definitely helped, but it, again, it was not an initial, initial, Oh, I want a relationship with God. I'm going to pray and journal and I'm good. No, it was some time. How long do you roughly say it took you like a couple of years, a few years? Oh gosh. I don't want to say, and then somebody say, all right, I'm going to give it that time. I will say this. And I actually made a post on Instagram about this. God had told me for quite some time prior to your husband coming, you need to give me at least a straight solid year. You need to give me a solid year. So if anybody is listening and you do a year, <laughs> you know, a year and a half, you know, I don't, you need to listen and discern for, you know, what God wants you to do. But um, I feel like my year is coming up next month. So I'll be in touch with you. I'll let you know. <laughs> Guess what, girl? I met my husband. Um, but but I didn't do it because of that. I just right. knew God needed me to do certain things to just lock in with him. And when I tell you so many things just transpired that um, I know that was a God thing. I know that it was a God thing. Like I just I was like, OK, this this is what it looks like to to be in your will. 
to walk in my, you know, my path that you have set for me. Okay. So, but I think a lot of us don't want to go through certain pain um, and just process certain things, whether it be past traumas. And like I said, things were built, voids we're trying to fill. Like we don't want to sit in that for too long. So we, then we just start doing stuff and then we get consumed with stuff. <laughs> so it, it took a, a good year. And I'm, like I said, I'm coming up on that now for me to be like, okay, I, I get it now. And I feel like a completely different person. I view things differently. I'm more patient. I'm more humble. I'm more confident. And not because I feel like, I, you know, I know everything and I'm going to be perfect at everything. Right. It's just because I just have what you said before, trust and faith in God. Yeah, it's interesting because I think we are in our lives, in our, you know, this spiritual incarnation of who we are, and we mm -hmm. don't see the bigger picture, or we, you know, we're, not all of us at least can see the whole bigger picture of our soul's evolution. Mm -hmm. And so I, the reason why I'm saying this, because I think people need to remember that their soul has their own evolution and their own timeline. Mm -hmm. And so for you, it could be a year. For somebody else, it could be 10. For yeah. someone else, it could be their whole entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. right or multiple lifetimes so it's um it's hard to really discern like oh this is the appropriate amount of time it's going to take before you can reach this level of in loveness with the divine in order to get x y and z but the prop the issue with that is like it's not about getting anything it's about right. just being yes right so but we are in this world of wanting things like yeah, wanting success, wanting a relationship, wanting family, wanting a certain level of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, God doesn't, I mean, as I always say, there's my plan and then there's God's plan. And it's nice when your plan is in alignment with God's plan, because then mm -hmm. life becomes a little easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but if you're trying to go, yeah, if you're trying to go against God's plan, life is just really hard. Yeah. And that makes me think about even prior to this year, I was dating for my own stuff, my own intentions. Now, like throughout this process, I understand when my husband comes, we're meant to do like purpose work together. So I, I felt like there was a year and even prior to a year where it was a lot of independent preparation and purpose building and purpose understanding, uh, it, which I believe that just evolves forever. I don't think it's like, oh, okay, I got it now. These are my three things I have to do in life. But um, I do think I needed to reach a certain point and, and reach a certain point of viewing what my husband was meant for. Because if you looked at like, if I had like a husband list a few years ago, it'd be like, tall, black, little, you know, whatever. It would right, be all this right. superficial stuff. But now like, I, and I actually do have a list and I crossed out like a lot of the superficial stuff. And I put like, I want a God-fearing man. I want somebody who knows you. I want somebody who knows how to pray for me and over our household. You know, it's just certain things now that I'm like, God, I'll leave the other stuff up to you. So it's not interesting because I feel like I dated a guy that um, that didn't believe in God or he was, um, I guess, agnostic, mm -hmm. agnostic. Right. And at first I was like, oh, OK, okay you know. <laughs> But then after a while, I was like, yo, I don't understand. This isn't going to work. Yeah. It felt it felt weird. And I'm not and I'm not religious, but I'm very, very spiritual. So mm -hmm. for me to be with someone that doesn't believe in God 
felt so strange. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, my whole life is around is about like becoming more in tune with God, like connecting with God, finding mm-hmm. the divinity in others, like this whole. Yeah. And so when you step outside of that and you're with someone that's like, quote unquote, just like living their best life without mm-hmm. including God in the picture, it becomes very, very, the contrast becomes very loud. It's like, oh, okay. Like if, and so for me now, it's kind of like, I want someone that loves God first. That's mm-hmm. their first relationship. Mm-hmm. And then we could talk about us because I feel like that my ex, he was like, the relationship was a prior was prioritized above his Ooh. relationship to God. And, oh, cause he didn't believe in God. Right. So he mm-hmm. was kind of like, it didn't, it was not a relationship, but God felt like he's like, you're talking to God. What does that even mean? You know? Yeah. And not to say that he's a, he's not a bad person or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just you know where his where he's where he's at. Mm-hmm. So it's just really interesting where you're when you start to shift your focus on creating this level of communication that it, it would make sense that all your friends are in that vibe. All the yeah. people around you start to kind of everyone starts to amplify on that vibration because mm-hmm. otherwise it becomes very they just don't last. I feel like they don't even last in your life. Like their friends just, just fall away. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And <laughs> when you mentioned um, dating a non-believer, someone who just didn't have a spiritual relationship, I recall relationships where it felt heavy on me because I felt like now I felt like they were idolizing me. I'm like putting God in this position. And then more and more, I'm like looking at God and they're looking at me and I'm like, wait a minute. Like It made me want someone where it's like, we both are looking at God, you know, and then there are times when, you know, we communicate and, and pray over and things like that and connect on, you know, our God's spiritual stuff. But yeah, if it's just one person and they talk about unequally yoked all the time. And again, I really didn't understand what that meant, but um, that's like a huge area where it's just like, when you feel like you're pulling the weight, you know, I don't know. That's, that's how I feel. I feel like when you're pulling the it, weight, it's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't really, I found it was hard to like be free in that relate in that relationship because yeah. it's such a huge part yes. of my life. You know what I mean? If it mm-hmm. was like a little tiny part, like I kind of was sort of like, okay, mm-hmm. I pray like once in a while, like, okay. right. Then you'd be like, okay, that's not a big deal. But then when it becomes your focus, then it becomes your focus. Yep. So, um, and then, of course, I feel like if that's the case, then God, of course, is going to send you someone that's in right. alignment with that. Because otherwise, it would be weird if he didn't. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so at some point, I had to, I just have to, like, let it go and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I feel like I want to trust that the appropriate person is going to step into my life when yeah. you're in alignment. Because everything else starts to flow. So why it- wouldn't the relationship? You hit it on the head. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it takes trust and time and not having a timeline. Yes. Yeah. Just be present and do what you need to do in that moment. Yeah. yeah. I've definitely tried to put timelines on many things like moving out of my home state, which I knew was going to happen at a certain point, but I was like so focused on the move and how's it going to happen and trying to force things and I felt like God was like, not yet. Like, let me let me build you up so you could prepare for 
the move, you know, and I feel like in a lot of areas in my life before I was trying to seek God first, foremost in the mornings, you know, I, I would just try to live off of my plan and it just didn't work. Like it just, it never worked and it was forceful. Yeah. So what drew you, um, what led you to move from, um, Delaware to Texas? So like I mentioned before, I knew I was always going to move. I just, I always felt it for a few reasons. One of the reasons is because my family, um, some of the members of my family, they're like politicians and they've done like a lot of great work in that, in the community, um, which I love Delaware. Um, but I felt like the calling over my life, God wanted me to reach people in other areas, not just Delaware. Mm -hmm. Um, and I felt like the person, the woman I was becoming people who knew me my whole life, because Delaware is very small, they, they couldn't see, or they wouldn't really be impacted initially by what I had to offer. It'd be like, oh, that's just, that's just Alyssa, or that's just such and such as daughter. That's such like, I, I was still being viewed a certain way, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But I knew that God had more for me to do. And I, I did a lot of practice and preparation in Delaware and, and a lot of serving. But when it was time, it was time. When I started focusing on what I needed to do to really build myself, to be prepared for when I moved, it was, it was go time. So, And then you landed on Texas. So great question. I did not have Texas in my head first. At first, I, I had Atlanta, like most Black millennials did. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so I had Atlanta because I had like a, a family reunion visit or something. And I'm like, oh, I just love it here. I'm moving there. And then I was like, eh, first of all, so many people have moved there that there's probably not even a lot of people who were born and raised in Atlanta there anymore. And it just, it, I realized it was a great party time. Like it, that was fine for that. Um, so then I had my eyes on California just because I knew wherever I was going to go was just going to be something really different. And I just thought California was cool, but the doors just didn't open. And then um, an opportunity came, a great opportunity that checked all the boxes of the next job that I wanted. And that's how I landed in Austin, Texas. I was like, Texas, you, you sure? And then I just kept seeing things on TV and on social media, all of these things of Austin, Texas. And I was like, okay, God, I get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and, and I'm glad I did come here because oftentimes we want things for ourselves that just aren't the best for us. So I'm glad I didn't go to Atlanta. I'm glad I didn't go to California. Austin is, is pretty cool. So. Nice. I've never been, but I hear yeah. good things about at least Austin. The Austin part of exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, let's get into some infinite love questions. So the okay. first one is, how do you express love in your work? Oh, how do I express love in my work? I express love in my work through my words, my actions. Um, I always have this quote with me um, when I'm in the workplace. So follow your heart, but take your brain with you. Or, you know what I mean? Like I, for, to me, I feel like you have to, it has to be both, especially if you're in a leadership position, especially if you're working with people. So, and another thing is I, I go into any job I've ever had. I don't care what I'm doing as it being, God put me on assignment there. So I don't, I don't really subscribe to like, 
yes, you have like a manager and a boss and things like that. But I, to me, I have an ultimate boss. And when that job is done at that place, you know, I'm moving to a new space. So, but definitely through anybody who's ever worked with me knows through my, through words, I'm constantly showing love. I'm constantly empowering. I'm building people up. Um, an extremely great listener. Um, and I'd like to think of myself as non-judgmental. You know, we all have our, you know, we're, right. nobody's perfect in that, but, um, and then, yeah, like I said, through, through my actions and service and my hands, like I put my heart out into everything that I do. I'm very intentional about going hard from start to finish, whatever, however long that day looks, and then going home. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. And what exactly, um, cause you do lots of different things. So what was the job that brought you to Texas? So, yeah, good question. So I'm working for an educational content development company and just around the time where I was looking for a new job and an out-of-state job, she was growing her company. So her company is pretty impactful and big. Like they work with National Geographic and any, any place or source that puts out educational content to like K through 12 or adult markets, they're building some of the content. Um, so my position came along because um, vice president of people and programs, because now she's trying to grow her business to have an internship program, a mentorship program. She needs somebody to manage, you know, the almost 700 freelancers and people that she has working under her. And she's been doing a lot of this stuff. So she's like, it's time for me to build some departments and executive leadership teams. So I was blessed and fortunate enough to have like the, the background to do those things. So that's what led me there. Nice. And so you do this and at the same time you building your pod, you're doing your podcast. <laughs> yes. So I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. Um, my podcast is called No Water Added Podcast. Um, and then I have YouTube videos up under Alyssa Latrell. So I'll be honest, if you look, there is some great stuff. Go ahead and tune in now. I'm about <laughs> to get back up into that. But yeah, I had to sell my condo, take care of some family things move here to Texas, you know, so the details. But the show, exactly. I was about to say, but the show must go on. So like, I'm proud of you for keeping it moving with your show. Cause it's like, oof. yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I took a break last week, but yeah, it's not easy. You know, I definitely, mm -mm. I definitely have some help um, with recruitment of, of mm -hmm. people, but I definitely want more help with marketing and branching it out and having it reach more audiences because I think it's important yeah. the message of love and compassion and mm -hmm. how we can all improve our lives in a positive way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'd agree so what where has forgiveness brought more love into your life hmm. let me think about the the big people and situations that I had to forgive there's uh one person in particular that I had to forgive recently. Um, well, I'll just, I'll just share. We're, we're open here. Um, but it, well, actually anybody listening, I think that if you have not gone through and maybe you need to a parent or parents forgiveness process, that's a you big one. To. Yes. That's a, that's a big one. People do not talk about, I can talk about dating and relationships and stuff in that way, but I'll, I'm going to bring up the parent one because that's one that you, <laughs> you're not told often to do, but it's a huge heavy one that has helped me the whole forgiveness process, especially as I'm to welcome kids and become a parent myself. It's like, 
Um, but getting back to growing my relationship with God, that definitely helped when it came to forgiving my parents or parents, you know, for certain things, either I wish I had or things I experienced and just everybody overall, because for me, God serves as a friend. God serves as a parent. God serves to, for me in so many ways. So once I started getting my relationship with God in a certain position, then I could look at everybody else for being human and going through some of the traumas and things that they have and just forgiving them. Some people you will have conversations with when you forgive them, some you don't. And that's, you know, that's a process in itself. But yeah, I definitely building my relationship with God and then forgiving. Um, Some people allowed me to live more with freedom and peace Mm -hmm. with myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Forgiving the parents is huge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is the most compassionate act someone has done for you? I would say, um, I would say show me they loved me consistently. And I'm thinking of my mom with this. There was like some random question like two years ago that somebody said, how, how have you received or who's a person that allowed you to experience God's love? And I would, I would say my mom, like, I mean, I've been through in some sticky, foolish stuff, but the way that I saw her um, process the things and help me navigate the things and um, help and just love on me despite it. That, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm. What do you love most about your life? Oof. I love. Hmm. I don't know. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> especially because now, now I feel like my life is different, you know, just, just having moved and seeing things differently. Um, I'll say the thing that I'm really loving and enjoying is continuing to grow and build my relationship with God. I'm very, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm very surprised and mind blown at how I feel as I continue to grow my relationship with God and how that directs or, or is a compass to so many things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So I, I would have to say my relationship with God. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel you receive love? Are we talking love languages or? If you want. Yeah. If you want, or um, yeah, it could be anything. Okay. Well, since that popped in my head, I'll say my love language is time. (laughs) I love, yeah, I love, love, love time. And the thing about time that I had to read a little further on was it can't be, oh, we're spending time with each other and you're on your phone the whole time. Mm -hmm. That's not really time, you know, or if you're entertaining other things, like time is just being still in the moment with that person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People's presence. Yeah. It's beautiful. And where has love created a miracle in your life? You know what I'm going to say in my relationship, (laughs) my relationship with God. I mean, because it's so true. Like there's just been so many things that have happened that I really wish I could have journaled like 
I'm not going to say everything's perfect about it, but there are just times where it's like, you know what? That was a God wink. Like, I, I, God, I know that was you. And that's very special. Like there's times when I'm walking through a store, just walking outside and I'm just smiling with joy inside. Not because anything happened. It's just like God's love. And don't get me wrong, because I have to speak on this, too, that a lot of people don't speak on. God will allow certain things to happen that may be like big, traumatic circumstances and things that you God needs you and wants you to go through. And you may be mad with God. It's a relationship. You know, you may be upset sometimes with God. So I just I do want to say that, because although, you know, I'm, I'm in love walking on God's path, there are times when I'm like, God, that was a lot that hurt. <laughs> like. I'm going yeah. to need some time. I mean, that's important. I think I was mad at God for most of my, mm. almost all my child, my whole time, my whole entire childhood. I kind of was like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And I think you have to understand those aspects as well to be yeah. able to get to the love and the having a good relationship is also understanding Mm-hmm. The anger, the frustration, the pleading, there's like so much emotionality that comes to having a healthy relationship with anybody. Yeah. Including God. So I think it's important to to be able to analyze all those different aspects of how you feel about mm-hmm. God. Because I even say even saying you have a relationship with God for some people is already triggering and it's already like they're mm-hmm. already angry just with the idea of it. Yeah. And that's a really good place to start. Yeah. You know, being like, oh, I'm mad about this. Like, why? Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. And I think people think that you have to show up to God like loving and happy all the time. But God wants to know all of your emotions. God wants you to confide and lean into God at all times. Not, you know, not, okay, I'm smiling on, and then go, you know, vent to a friend or something. God's like, I'm here for all of it. Like, you know. Right. Yeah, that's why it's called a relationship. It's a, yeah. it's an ever-evolving situation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a very beautiful conversation. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for being on the podcast. How can people connect to your podcast or connect to you and the work that you're doing in the world? Yeah, so good question. And the best response would be to follow me on Instagram at Alyssa.Latrell. So A-L-Y-S-S-A dot L-A-T-R-E-L-L-E. And in my bio, there's the link tree and it'll direct you everywhere. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much. I am sending you so much love. Thank you so much. Love to you too. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love. Hello and welcome to episode 72, Falling in Love with Your Faith. Alyssa Luttrell Bradley is a storyteller, introverted public speaker, and dedicated vessel of God with the growing gift of prophecy. With her podcast, No Water Added, she creates a loving and accountable space while promoting self-love, holistic growth and development, and being your authentic self. She has an audience that reaches believers and non-believers, but always incorporates the word of God and works directly with God in all that she does. In today's episode, 
Alyssa and I talk about faith and what it looks like to build a deeper connection to yourself and to God. Let's get into it.